What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 328 of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk podcast. This is the hot tags of the week, where we'll be breaking down some of the current events, gossip, rumors, news, and pretty much anything else over the world of professional professional wrestling over the past couple of days that we feel like talking about that isn't stuff that we're going to be covering over the next couple of weeks because it's WrestleMania season and everything is building the WrestleMania. So I try not to dive too deep into those kind of things because how many times can I repeat the same thing in a million articles and a million different podcasts and stuff? So keep that in mind. That's why we're not talking about something like Roman Reigns being suspended. It's a kayfabe suspension. He's not really suspended. Hold your horses a little bit, that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> I know I already got like five comments and like two emails about that and stuff. And like, why don't you have... You maybe know. Vince meant to suspend Luther Reigns. Maybe. <laughs> Well, the people talking on this panel today, of course, as always, I'm your host, Tony Mango, and as you just heard him a second ago, Robert DeFelice is joining me. What's up, Robert? I am Mr. Co-host for a smart out moment now. <laughs> a bunch of uh, hot tags that haven't been done as like a two-person or three-person thing in a while and stuff like that, so you're you're running at a record for that for a little bit, at the very least. That's a good thing. I mean, he- Gonna need Peter to uh, do the stats for that. <laughs> there you go, Peter. What's the last time that that was happening? Um, yeah, so let's just dive into this uh, with the last story from earlier this week, or however that fucking math works when it comes to that. The uh, announced on the tapings for NXT that there's actually going to be a brand new championship added into the mix. And we've been hearing some rumors of this whole possible cruiserweight tag team championship which i really hope doesn't happen but you tell me ahead of time there's a new championship that's announced i'm gonna go oh that cruiserweight thing no no not at all (laughs) instead it's the nxt north american championship it's gonna be crowned at takeover new orleans which means that For that match, when we get to the tapings and we see how they build it up and stuff like that, we'll talk more about like specific details of who looks stronger going into it, who can potentially win, that kind of a thing. But right now, if you don't know what the spoilers are, the uh, group of people that are to be factored in for this are Adam Cole, Lars Sullivan, Killian Dane, EC3, Ricochet, and the Velveteen Dream. Good crop of people. That's something to get you know, more into in depth a little bit later on. But what I want to talk about here is just the idea of we do have a new championship. And I wrote up an article about this. So I'm going to repeat some of my uh, opinions from before, but the two things that stood out to me were number one, does NXT need a mid card title? And number two, is this an NXT mid card title? Because the North American championship it kind of implies that it's on par with the United Kingdom Championship. That's not an official NXT mid-card title. That's just hanging around in NXT because they don't know what the fuck to do with it yet. So, first question to you, Robert. North American Championship. What makes you think that, like, that is the way that they're going? Well, first of all, I think the name is great. I know... You did an article on, I think it was E-Wrestling News, and a lot of people were like, just call it the NXT Intercontinental Championship. But I like the idea that they're trying to establish new lineages, and this is kind of a throwback name. You know, territory promotions used to have a North American champion, and I like it. 
the fact that it's the NXT North American Championship and not the WWE North American Championship, like with the United Kingdom title, makes me think that maybe this will be exclusive to NXT and not defended in independent promotions like the UK title is. I think this is the secondary title for NXT, and I've been pitching this idea for a long time because back when they had guys like Breeze and Mm. Zayn, I really thought that they needed a secondary prize, even if it wasn't a championship, if it was just like the uh, the old FCW 15-minute Iron Man medal thing that they had. I I just think this is a good step in the right direction. You can see that these guys, it's a loaded lineup. NXT has a loaded roster. There's no better time than now to do this belt. And I think Triple H is probably looking at the success of the UK title and the UK title matches on NXT and saying, we need a stable NXT secondary title. I think it's good. And uh, I guess we won't get into predictions, but that, that one's really a toss up. So I can't even throw out a name right away. That's part of the reasons why I figured predictions will change them eventually when it comes down to it. Cause any of those guys can win. Oh, except for Adam Cole. I don't think he's winning, but <laughs> the, I don't like the, the name. I, I don't like that. I think that that, well, that's the thing is, uh, I don't know exactly what I would call it off the top of my head. And I know that some suggestions, I read as many suggestions as I could before I had written that article. And some of them were God awful. Like the main one that I had heard was the NXT television championship, which I don't like the television championship name because it kind of implies that there's some kind of non television thing. And then other people are like, well, you can't call it the television title. You should call it the network title. And I'm like, the NXT network title? No, that seems too weird. And other people were saying the internet championship. No, that's too strange, too. I kind of like the idea. My idea of a mid-card title should be something that doesn't necessarily mean location. Because it always bugs me a little bit when it's like, here's the world champion and here's the intercontinental champion. And then this guy's the champion of the United Kingdom, but he's challenging people for non-UK related things. Like to me, the United Kingdom champion should be only people from the United Kingdom fight for it. And realistically, only gets defended in the United Kingdom. I don't like the idea of like the the United Kingdom champion is like, I don't know, Roderick Strong. Then it's like he won it in, I don't know, uh, Macon, Georgia, like. Huh? You know, like that just seems like, well, why is it the United Kingdom champion? Why isn't it just the, not that they should do this, but like, why isn't it just the King of the Ring championship? Like that kind of a thing where it's like, that could be anything. The WWE champion, the Universal champion, the Raw tag team champion, the SmackDown tag team champion, like that kind of stuff I think works better. Intercontinental and United States to me is a little bit funky. So I would like a championship name more along the lines of like the, uh, not they they couldn't call it this because it would be detrimental and it would be counterproductive but like to call it the nxt silver medal championship where it would be like all right you can be from anywhere you can be any weight class it it opens itself up to anything you know what i mean right i like the idea of that kind of like how back in the days when tna wrestling meant something the x division title was just like the anything title, you know, Abyss can be the X Division champion, 
you know, Samoa Joe is going to compete in, you know, these high stakes matches because it can be anything. I do agree with that. I was pitching for a WWE TV title long before the days of the network. I'm honestly surprised that there is not a WWE network champion where like it's defended on NXT and main event and just these shows that are on the network, you know? You, I, I think it's just had, they don't want to put any pressure on like main event and stuff. <laughs> but like, for instance, you brought up TNA. TNA had that X division title and it was for the most part, their cruiserweight title, but they, you know, Samoa Joe wanted and different things. So that was kind of weird. But then they created that legends title. And that was like, what legends you've only been a company for a couple of years okay didn't okay, make a whole well, lot of sense and then they, cho- the- they switched it over to it went from that to the global right that was yep. the next one and the global yeah. that's just the same as world like that's that's stupid but then and they went with the, it to the tv the, after then it went to the tv i even forgot about the tv thing yeah they went to the tv and then the tv belt was retired and then it became the, they changed the red strap to a black strap and it became the TNA King of the, of the Mountain Championship. Yeah, the King of the Mountain Championship, which to me, King of the Mountain Championship is a little bit weird because the same with like King of the Ring Champion. It's like, no, you can win the King of the Mountain match, but King of the Mountain Champion is a little bit strange. But then they went with the Grand Championship. And I think the Grand Championship is one of the best looking titles and the, one of the oh, best absolutely. sounding titles. The TN, well, not the TNA, but the, you know, if you would have like the, the Impact Grand Champion. Yeah, like that, if that was like the NXT Grand Champion, that sounds fucking sweet, you know? I would have gone with that. I mean, they would have been accused of biting off of the TNA, but like that to me is the type of championship that I would want. And the North American thing is kind of like, well, it could be worse, but I'll judge it a little bit more based off of all the other merits because we don't know what it, what it looks like right now. And that's one thing. If it looks like the yeah. raw and SmackDown tag titles, that's awful. But if it looks like the other titles in NXT, that those are some of the best looking championships, I think. So I that's something you, I'm not worried about. about. The design of championship. Are you somebody who is a real belt historian and enjoys the design of certain championships i didn't think i was until i started doing smack talk and we did some kind of thing about the european title or whatever and i started mentioning how i've always hated the european title i always thought it was gross and we got into discussions about like the best looking championship designs or something and i was like wow i have a lot of opinions about this actually like i love the current wwe championship and the winged championship is great, and the Intercontinental, and those are my three favorites. But like the old WCW United States title, I think is great, and the TNA Grand Championship is great. I hate the stuff like that the big copper pennies for the tag titles, and yeah, that was terrible. I didn't really like a lot of the old NXT. Like I hated the old NXT title with the giant X. That was strange to me. But I love the current NXT titles. Those are all pretty sweet looking so i'm not too worried about the design of the championship but it could it could be bad i don't know more so though the idea of them having mid-card champion i think it's finally at a time where it's it's going to be useful oh yeah for sure you brought up um tyler breeze for instance he would have won that mid-card title 
for sure. You know, and you have a lot of guys right now who need that push, but they don't need to be in the main event of NXT TakeOver, especially when there are so few and far in between. So I'm glad we're going to have a mid-card title for a Velveteen Dream, for a Cassius Ono, for a Roderick Strong, mm-hmm. a No Way Jose. If, um, a lot of the guys, they just signed like, uh, you know, Ricochet and just I'm glad that we're here with NXT. And it almost kind of makes me think that this is the next logical step toward getting extra time. Like, we might end up getting, in the next year, NXT might get a two-hour show instead of a one-hour show. And we might get maybe an extra half an hour or an hour added to the TakeOver events, you know? I think if the deal with Fox goes through, or even if they re-sign with USA or even move to Netflix, I heard that rumor. Um, I think NXT is going to be a huge part of that package. And all the more reason to have uh, another champion that you can kind of rely on and make everything kind of make sense because you've got the NXT championship, the women's championship, tag team championship, and now you've got this other one. And you can also throw in, you know, the United Kingdom or something if you want, but... That'll be, we usually have five takeover matches. Four of them will be title matches now. That's pretty good. People will get invested in that kind of thing. I'm I'm really anxious to see this design of this title. I really hope that it looks decent. It better not look like shit, because then I'll be really disappointed. I don't like the name of it. I like everything else to go along with it. And we'll see. You know, that kind of thing, but... Uh, that's something that I think is positive. And as I mentioned before, when they start building a little bit more towards the deep weight, you know, we can actually see what the tapings did. Then we'll have a better idea of maybe who they're leaning towards, but the people involved, they all have a shot and we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. But that is one of the NXT stories that we have to talk about. We have two other ones dedicated primarily to NXT and neither of them are good. <laughs> one of them is that, uh, This guy, (laughs) well, backstory behind it. If you don't know the story of Armando Alejandro Montalvo, he needs help. He was the guy who, I think it was in 2015, if I remember correctly, August of 2015, he was making a big fuss outside of the WWE Performance Center, and they ended up having to shoot the guy. And they looked into what he had done and stuff, and he was talking about being obsessed with, I think it was AJ Lee and Lita, and that he was, like, smearing his own shit on, like, the walls of the building and stuff. Textbook, like, this dude needs help. I haven't heard about him in a while, and the other day when they're doing these NXT tapings, he pops up, causes a scene, and he actually has a getaway driver that can that he runs into the car and they drive off before he gets captured again. This guy's posted some stuff on Instagram and he he clearly is the same as what he used to be and stuff talking about how his balls are bigger than Hacksaw Jim Duggins. (laughs) And it's like, it's really kind of upsetting 
to think that it's like anybody that's like working in the performance center and stuff like this is the type of guy that the FBI needs to be aware of, you know? He's I'm looking him up on the internet right now. He's certifiably insane. I remember being scared when I heard all those years ago that somebody got shot outside the performance center, but clearly he's obsessed uh-huh. with, with WWE and I mean this guy should not be allowed not only on the premises of the performance center, but you know, revoke his social media rights or something. Like <laughs> this guy is insane. I'm looking at his Instagram account as we speak. He he defines himself as a professional ghostbuster, a rastler, W R A S T L E R, a rastler, a platform artist, a musician, and a writer. Um, every video or every picture, he's got like a pair of headphones and shades on, and it he just looks disturbed like you can see yeah. the face. he's a little older probably some you know mental deficiencies it's just unfortunate it's the type of thing where the very first story that came out i was kind of laughing about it and i was just sort of like oh this is ridiculous like this guy's crazy and then the more that i dug into it and then the now that this story came out i'm just like this dude needs help like he just flat out needs help and the fact that people just kind of go like, eh, you know, whatever, that's just what it is. You don't want to run that risk that maybe he's going to end up um, being somebody who causes a scene. You know, what if he gets into a fight with somebody outside of an NXT taping or something like that? You know, like, what if he shoots somebody? What if he uh, kills himself because WWE doesn't want to call him back? And I get the impression that he's somebody who wants to be a professional wrestler. And that he thinks that by making a big character out of things and stuff that he'll get attention and, and all that, but not the uh, best way to go about things. And he's he's very weird. He's got a picture here of John Cena. He drew a dick on John Cena's forehead, and like the balls are like John Cena's glasses. Very very strange. Very strange. Well, that sounds funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll give him that. All right, Armando, good job on that one. <laughs> it looks funny, but he's—you he's, can just see that he's—he's he's a, just a disturbed individual, and I hope it doesn't go too far. Yeah. So the main reason to talk about that on uh, something when it comes to like the hot tags and stuff is for the people that don't know about that. If you go to a wrestling event and you see this guy. He's going to be making a big enough splash that you'll notice. And don't, then you need to stay away. Yeah, don't, like, push him on or something like that. Like, that's not something that you're going to be happy about afterward. That's all he needs is people to, to edge him on and stuff. And I hope that WWE actually, like, presses some kind of charges against him or gets, like, he has to have some kind of like restraining order or something against them, I would assume. Right. You know, you know, I would assume as well, but maybe they know that he's mentally disturbed in like an autistic sense. And they don't want to take action against him because of that. Yeah. They don't want to necessarily look bad. Like, 
that kind of thing too. I, I don't know. It's something that they should definitely ponder though. Uh, and and it's kind of a shame to to bring that in while also talking about somebody else's story that's kind of fucked up. And this is not an NXT one, but we might as well talk about it when we're talking about this. Uh, the Rich uh, Swan situation. Rich Swan, if you don't know the whole story behind that, he eventually got fired from WWE. It was originally a, an indefinite suspension when he had gotten arrested and there was this whole idea that he had been abusive to his... Is she married to him? She's or, married to him. I thought so, yeah. He's married to the independent pro wrestler Sue Young. Um, they had got into a heated discussion according to what was reported that about her match and he was just trying to give her feedback and I guess he gets a little overly passionate and maybe they'd gotten to a heated thing in public and he I guess allegedly it's hard to tell you know it's a weird thing to talk about now because the charges were dropped due to insufficient evidence she's overwhelmingly supporting him and he was back with her like as soon as possible and she's been by his side every minute you know it's listen in relationships things happen you know human beings will clash and it's clear to me that she's choosing to work through it with him now whether or not that is dangerous in the long run that's not for us to say yeah nobody knows what happens behind closed doors including even to a certain extent them because you never know like what they've got going on in the other person's head and stuff like that and she's tried to admit that she said like well i've got my flaws and i'm working on them and stuff and she kind of gave me the impression that she admitted that she overreacted and that she kind of you know she's admitting fault as well and i mean yeah to me, that's all she can do as a wife and as a public figure. You know, people wanted answers. She gave them what she deemed appropriate. That's their business. You know, we should try to be as respectful of that as possible. Now, apparently, that's just not good enough yet because this is weighing down Rich Swan enough that he's removed himself from his future bookings. And he's saying that he's retiring from pro wrestling. Well, and he had said that he was going to retire after the... After uh, the commitments that he had made. And, and then I, then he said, yeah, I'm not going to do those either, really. And I think because, you know, people were getting some backlash over mm-hmm. hiring this guy for independent shows, you know. He did say some kind of tweet along the lines of, thanks for taking a chance on my name or something, which that, again, of course, gave me the impression that he's probably got a lot of negative feedback from people saying, like, well, we don't really want to have you on our show because that's going to look like we're hiring, like, a wife beater. And it's, of course, we don't know for sure, but if he was charged with something, I think it would be different. If his wife left him, I think there'd be more speculation. But in all accounts, it seems like it's a situation where he it got w- charged because of her complaint that she wishes she didn't make. 
And a little bit of that whole, like, the guy is guilty in the legal system kind of thing. Yeah. And he's getting this negative blowback from it that nobody seems to be willing to not necessarily want to admit because we're in a society right now where you're one extreme or the other. And if you aren't one extreme or the other, people think that you are. And that's really bad in a lot of different ways. So you've got somebody who like, look at like the gun issue with guns in America. It seems like if you say, I don't really think a lot of people should have access to a lot of guns. You got one side going, oh, you're going to take away all the guns and oh my God, you're, you know, you're fucking bleeding heart, whatever. And then you're like, I didn't say that. I don't think that all guns should be taken away. And then the other side goes, what do you mean all guns should be taken away? You want to fucking shoot nuns in the street. And you're like, what? <laughs> like <laughs> that kind of a thing. And so that happens with this kind of thing too, where I think that a lot of people are looking at that and going, this is a fucking headache. I think it'd be better just not deal with Rich Swan and not to try to make anything until somebody else does it and somebody else takes the uh, the risk and all this blows away and then it works out fine because he doesn't have the privilege of being a bigger superstar where people just kind of ignore it like Stone Cold or uh, God knows how many of them in the fucking day. You know what I mean? Can we talk about the Austin thing? Because that's something that's crazy to me. Now, everybody loves Stone Cold, but like, let's not forget, he was charged with beating up Deborah. Mm-hmm. And like, that has been just so willingly forgiven. And I think, you know, other people who aren't of that echelon deserve some of that forgiveness. I know a lot of people might say it's the other way around. You know, we need to yeah. take down the bigger people. But here's the reality of the situation. Austin was charged with this thing. You know, it was let go of, forgiven, and he's moved on and is living a happy life. And people can still enjoy his presence. If we have that, like, okay, I learned from my mistake. She's sorry. She, you know, is supporting her husband and wants her husband really to be back in the ring. She doesn't want him to retire. She's like trying to urge him to do what he loves. I can understand Rich Swan 100% from a personal level because you lose the dream job and you're like, you're, you're sitting around thinking, Oh, well, this is what I worked up to. Now what? Right. You know? Cause that's the goal that everybody wants to get to. And even in WWE, when he got to that point, that wasn't his pure goal. He won the NXT, or not the NXT, the, um, the 205 Live uh, Cruiserweight title. So he'll always have that, but he didn't want to get to the WWE and wrestle for a year and a half and then go back to the indies. He wanted to go and be a WWE guy, you know? Like, he wanted to win, realistically, he probably wanted to win the WWE Championship at WrestleMania in the main event. Like, everybody wants to do that. And, you know, win a Hall of Fame career and go on and do all that other kind of stuff. And when you get fired from the company, sometimes that's almost worse than if you wouldn't have gotten hired. Because at least you've got a little bit of you that goes, well, I didn't get my chance and they didn't give me an opportunity to succeed. And then this becomes, they gave me an opportunity to succeed and I didn't even do anything and I got fired for it. And they'll probably never let me back. And that's that's really shitty if that's the case. 
And, you know, and WWE was even very careful about how they let him go. They, you know, with Enzo More, they were like, we released Eric Ardent, Arndt, I think. or whatever his name is. They said, we, we've released him. They used his real name, and they didn't even wish him well. With Rich Swan, it was like, okay, the charges have been dropped. We said we would bring you back if the charges were dropped, but we're not really feeling it on either side. So let's just say we've mutually parted ways, and we wish him well. Mm. And that was it. And I thought for sure, okay, Rich Swan might even be back by the end of the swinging season. As a matter of fact, when I read the headlines... Rich Swan removing himself from independence, I thought that it was because he's coming back to 205 Live. And you're the one that actually told me, no, he's he's done, he's retiring. And I think that's a damn shame. I don't think it'll last permanently, but I think he he's right to take a step away, clear his head, strengthen his relationship with his wife, who's clearly, you know, in it for the long haul and going to be by his side. And maybe one day we'll be hearing about Rich Swan again. Yeah, I hope that this is a scenario where he just wants to kind of go like, look, this is really weighing me down and it's negative and I'm in a bad spot and other people aren't hiring me. So I got to just take a break and hopefully maybe he has some other kind of career aspirations. He can go back to school if he doesn't have a good degree. If he does have a degree, he can... You know, I mean, who knows? He could be like, I also wanted to be a mechanic or something like that. And then he can fucking work on that. Maybe he likes that even better. But in the future, if he doesn't find some other alternative, I hope that he kind of gets over it a little bit, both with his own self-esteem and with the other hurdles of the other people, because time heals a lot of wounds. And this is still pretty fresh. So I can understand a scenario where maybe uh, three months down the line from now or so we're in the summer and some things have changed and the atmosphere has changed and whatever. And if somebody's like, Hey Rich, you know, you should come back and do like a, a comeback match kind of thing. And he goes, yeah, all right, maybe I will. And then people start going, ah, Rich Swan's back. Oh, it's kind of cool. Maybe we'll book him for this. Maybe we'll book him for that. Assuming, of course, that he isn't actually some, like, horrible person behind the scenes and stuff. If he is, then fuck him. He can go, you know, rotten bitch. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Assuming that that's not the case and that he actually is somebody who didn't do necessarily anything wrong, then I hope that he bounces back. And it sucks to hear that somebody's given up on their dream. Especially because it's so easy to give up. You know, let's hope that if Sue Young wants to pursue a career within WWE, that this isn't going to hinder her as well. Yeah, yeah, not that whole, your husband had an issue with us, so we're going to have an issue with you. Everybody's their own individual, no matter what they, whatever baggage that they bring with them with association, they're still their own person. Yeah, like C. Page and Del Rio, you know, the, whatever it was, whether it was Del Rio or Page or WWE, Page was away from the company for a long time, even when she was healed. And it wasn't until, like, she was completely free of Del Rio that they brought her back. Mm-hmm. And I hope it's not that kind of situation again. Yeah. But the other NXT story that we have to bounce back from that is a little bit tied into that, actually. It's people that were released from NXT and WWE in general. Three releases happened in the same day on March uh, 9th or something like that. I don't know. Where 
they actually haven't been confirmed, oddly enough. It was Ming from NXT, the developmental system, Abby Leif, and Sage Beckett. So two of them might be familiar to people listening. One of them most likely not. Ming hasn't been involved in like anything at all. But Abby Leif and uh, Sage Beckett were both a part of the Mae Young Classic. So if you've seen the Mae Young Classic, you've seen both of them. Abby Leif won, I think, into the second round she got eliminated. Maybe the third round. And Sage Beckett, I'm pretty sure she got, sure she got eliminated in the first round. But she okay. was formerly the Rosie Lotta Love Ro- of TNA. Rosie Lotta Love. That's how... I remember her. Yeah. I, I she looks cool. I remember seeing her match now. You know, she I think these girls got released because they probably said, All right, we have we're moving forward with other people. You you guys are very talented. We're gonna release you now. You know, go continue to hone your craft. And in the case of Abby Lath, Kimberly, she doesn't need to hone her craft. I think that was a huge mistake, letting her go. I think she's as big of a deal as a Candice LeRae, and I'm actually very surprised that they let her go. If they let, I actually thought she might have asked to be released because yeah. they weren't doing much with her. They gave a little bit of hints here and there on like social media because, again, they haven't announced this on WWE.com. I guess because it's developmental, but at the same time, a lot of developmental people do get released on WWE.com. So it's a little bit weird that they didn't. And maybe they're just waiting on like some kind of official contract terms or something weird. I don't know. I got the impression uh, that Abby Leif probably thought she was better than what they have her at right now and got a little frustrated and said, you know what, if you're not going to put me on NXT and you're not going to be putting me on the main roster, I don't really want to stick around. And Sage Beckett, I don't think that's the case. I think that that's probably, they booked her because of her size and she's not necessarily cutting it out. And that they probably said, look, do you really want to do this? And she had tweeted something about like, I gave wrestling a bunch of years. Now it's time to do something else or whatever. She probably has a little bit of just kind of like, yeah, I don't know if this is really for me. And I kind of want to do some other things. Maybe I do want to go back to school. Maybe I want to be a doctor or something. I don't know. And well, I'm looking at her Twitter account. She's labeled as an actor or actress. Sorry. Yeah. No, wait. She is labeled as an actor, model, event host, you know, she probably has a lot of irons in the fire. It's probably a Rich Swan-esque scenario where it's like, this was my dream. It didn't pan out. I can safely move on from this chapter in my life. Yeah, I don't think that we're going to see Sage Beckett wrestling anymore. I'd be late, definitely. However, Kimberly is already booked for Beyond Wrestling. Kimberly is yep. already booked <laughs> for, I think, I would have to check her Twitter account. She's great. She, I'm really upset that they let her go. She is, again, on par with the Candice LeRae as one of the top indie females you could have possibly brought into your company. I think it was just wrong place, wrong time. They have a lot of talented women, and it's almost like, I know I I seem to be on him a lot, but it's almost like a bit of a Dolph Ziggler situation where it's like, Few years ago, man, nobody could nobody could have touched her. But nowadays, 
maybe she's not as needed. So yeah, I don't know to too, too much about her. I only really have seen her in the Mae Young Classic stuff, but my impression from her was sort of she's better than most indie people, and she has a lot to offer, but she probably is better in the indies a little bit. Like, the people in WWE, not every single wrestler is uh, on par with the best. You know, it's not like they have... 30 something women on the NXT, uh, the WWE roster and NXT, and 28 of them are, you know, the Shawn Michaels of the division or something like that. There's, there's positives and negatives and different things, but we do have Sasha Banks is good, Bailey's good, Becky is good, Charlotte's good, Asuka has her things, you know, like there's positives and negatives here and there. And I almost sort of feel like they don't need Abby Leif. But maybe the indies do need somebody that can kind of be that veteran and the person who helps a lot of these younger women out. And and is a, you know, hell of a draw, by the way. Yeah, somebody who can be a name on there, especially now. Now she can go in there and be former WWE superstar Abby Leif. Or, well, like, she can't use the name, but you know what I mean? I'm Kimberly, formerly of the Mae Young Classic, ah. that kind of thing. And I think the Kimberly name means more will carry a lot more weight. And if you want to see Kimberly, you can see her at uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver during WrestleMania weekend. She'll be in a three-way with Jessica Havoc and Miyoko Satomura. She'll be doing Chikara's King of Trios over the, I think it's a summertime event. Which uh, the Nexus is also signed for the King of Trios, so you know the Nexus. The Nexus. It's a Nexus trio of Michael's Harbor, PJ Black, formerly known as Justin Gabriel, and Fred Rosser. If you don't know, that's Darren Young. <laughs> that so. is not the best NXT uh, or <laughs> the Nexus um, group that you could be doing there, man. They- Harvard is still wrestling? They couldn't pay away Baron enough. I don't know. But hey. Yeah, Isn't that yeah. weird that Heath Slater is the guy that stuck around? That That's still fucking... I don't know, man. I, I would have thought that he would have been like the second person, third person, whatever, to be eliminated out of that. Like, Tarver was... He was the bottom of the barrel to me. Uh, and I never liked Darren Young. And then it was... Pretty much at that point, it was uh, Slater. And, man. Ugh. Yeah, so she's got her stuff going on, but Beckett, I think she's going to try her hand at some other things. You know, she probably still wants to be an entertainer, and she'll try to do the other stuff, like the event hosting and acting and all that, and maybe she'll get some spots here and there, you know. She's got a unique enough look that she could get, you know some role as a, a villain on the flash or something like that. If, if need be, I haven't heard anything about Ming. <laughs> None at um, all. He was a Japanese signing because yeah, not Japanese. I'm sorry. He's Chinese signing. Don't kill me. Uh, and yeah, he, he guess they decided, okay, we have one or two guys from China that are going to, pan out really well and you're not one of them ming see you later <laughs> <laughs> they're like uh we have bing we've got ming well one of them's good enough <laughs> that'd be pretty uh, awful if that was the case wouldn't it that would, that would be great the same people that are like 
we need to figure out this tag team situation. How about Hideo Tommy and Akira Tozawa? And then you're like, uh, a little bit of racist. And then you're like, shut up. That's what we do here. Put the three masked uh, Latino guys together. And like, you're like, oh, God damn it. Like, you know? <laughs> I mean, they let go of Ho Ho Loon and he was the only Chinese guy I heard about. <laughs> it's a good thing he wasn't Ho Ho Ling. Then they probably would have been like, there's Ming and Ling and Bing and what the fuck? You know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we're going to be hearing much about any of these, really, for the most part. I don't think any of them are coming back to WWE. Um, no, I can see Kimberly coming back, even if it's as the head trainer in the Performance Center. Maybe, yeah, I didn't think about that. She'll be back. She has more of a chance than the other two, I think. Absolutely. But, man, speaking about people coming back to WWE, Jeff Hardy got arrested on <laughs> Saturday night. I Motherfucker, were, man! I didn't know where you were going there, and yeah, that's that's something. It's been a not even a year. Like, god damn it, Jeff! You know, and the stories that are coming out now. It was DU, uh, DWI. He apparently blew on the his um, breathalyzer something like three like, times the uh, yeah, amount. Okay. What the fuck? He crashed his car, and like, it's just like. <sighs> he needs to go into the lake of reincarnation. Well, this is the type of thing that's bothersome because it's like you give people a chance and they prove that they don't have it in them, you know? Jeff Hardy has had so many problems over so many years. And it, this was the most likely opportunity of him to actually have his shit together. Because he finally gets back to WWE, they're pushing him, he has his injury, and it's like, he alright, so he can kind of, even though he is injured and he's rehabbing that, he can still kind of rest a little bit. And you know what? Maybe that's the problem. Maybe Jeff Hardy's the type of guy where if he's left to his own self, he does these kind of things. And the only thing that kind of stops him from him is being on the road and just kind of keeping himself busy and whatever. That could have been the issue, but they just fucking got him to the point where he could he be could ready have, to come back. Yeah, he could have been something. And, yeah. and this DWI thing might factor into the wellness policy. It might not. If it does, that's he's his fired. third strike. Yeah, he's fired. If it doesn't factor in, it's still not going to be a good thing for him because you know nobody in WWE is going to be like, oh, you got a DWI. Well, here's a title. <laughs> like, you know, that kind of a thing. It's going to affect Matt Hardy. It's probably going to affect Bray Wyatt. And it's just not good for anybody. Mostly Jeff and his family. Because, fuck, dude. How many times can somebody do something like this where you don't just go, all right, screw it. No more chances. I think Jeff Hardy is loved enough that he'll get every chance in the book. You know what I mean? Like... Jeff is a rock star. You know, they call Nakamura the rock star. Jeff is the literal rock star of pro wrestling. It sucks that he can't keep himself together enough to be the top guy on SmackDown like I wanted him to be. <laughs> what, so, two days ago you were saying that, like, yeah. that kind of thing? And I was like, fuck, he's, you know, he's got to overcome this hurdle again. It's Maybe. just another setback like that, though. And I, it's almost a, the type of thing where I would have rather had heard a news story that he got injured. 
then yeah. to hear that because at least yeah, then like, it's like ah that sucks foot on his dirt bike again or something cause... yeah some kind of thing like that he got into a car accident but it wasn't necessarily his fault and he aggravated his what was it his shoulder i think rotator or, cuff. rotator cuff so he aggravated his rotator cuff that's going to put him back another month or something like that that would be like damn that blows but at least it's kind of like all right well then when he heals up then he'll come back the dwi thing is just kind of like oh so you haven't learned anything at all and you apparently thought it was good enough to endanger your own life and anybody else's on the road by driving so you weren't caught with like cocaine where it's kind of like all right you're only endangering yourself for the most part now you he could have hit somebody else and he could have killed somebody because you don't drink and fucking drive it's this like the standard rule you do not do that unless you are an asshole. <laughs> so it just sucks. It's just another thing where it's just like, ah, 2018. Now, according <laughs> to Pro Wrestling Sheet, he had filmed a cameo for the Ultimate Deletion segment that will be aired next week. Mm-hmm. If you watch tonight, they made no mention of Jeff. Nope. But maybe they're gonna show him we'll know enough if he's going to be a part of WWE going forward if they show him during this ultimate deletion and to be fair there's been issues before where like uh, I think it was Jey Uso had gotten like a DUI or something like that Jey Uso earlier this year got a DUI everybody was like oh they're gonna lose to Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin at the Rumble because Uso fucked up and nope no, it ended up being nothing, and by now, nobody even talks about it. So, this could blow over, although this is a worse situation, of course, and it's something where that isn't your first strike in any uh, regard. So, it, it works negatively against Jeff Hardy in all aspects, nothing positive out of it for anybody involved, and it just sucks to kind of hear that. Yeah, damn jam. Uh, real quick, I'm going to mention this because I'm going to save most of the talk when it comes to wrestling with the past, which we're going to be doing in two weeks, and that is that we have another inductee in the 20, uh, 2015, I almost said, man, I'm going back in time, <laughs> the 2018 WWE Hall of Fame, which I forgot to add that to uh, the post on the website itself, but we've got the celebrity wing person this year, and that is what we've been rumored to be getting for a while. Kid Rock is going to be inducted, and that's mostly because he's done a bunch of musical performances and stuff and like that. And he's going to perform at WrestleMania 34. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> let's put it this way. I do not really like Kid Rock. Um, I like Ball with the Ball. Ball with the Ball is a great song. And that's it, I think. <laughs> You know, I'm not going to lie. I think much like a Nickelback or a, you know, Limp Bizkit or your Saliva, if you grew up in that time frame, and especially if you watch wrestling, you know a couple Kid Rock songs pretty well. Mm. I don't think he's done enough for them to justify entering the Hall of Fame. If anyone is going to enter the Hall of Fame from that era of music, I think Fred Durst should be that guy. You know, but... I'm okay with the induction. Even though I just said I don't really like Kid Rock. Who inducts him? Like, who gives the speech? 
That I don't know. And it's kind of strange. They haven't indu- uh, said anybody that's inducting anybody yet. I wonder, uh, my two picks would be Heat Slater <laughs> and Michael Hayes. Hmm. I don't yeah. even know if, I don't even know if Michael Hayes likes Kid Rock, but you know, it just seems like he would. Yeah, that's tough. Who the hell would induct Kid Rock? Um, real quick. Cause he doesn't have any like real strong ties to anybody in particular that would be able to do it. At least none that I can think of. Maybe he's going to be inducted by all of the women that came out that one WrestleMania. <laughs> it's oh. one by one. They all have one word that they say. He's going to do it again. <laughs> they should totally play. They should have him play so hot as whatever many girls are coming out for what we're going to talk about in a little bit. <laughs> that too, though, man, that's that announcement that he's going to be performing at WrestleMania. How the fuck are they going to have time for all this at WrestleMania? Supposedly, that is the thing, and this is why The Miz doesn't like him, which The Miz will probably end up inducting him because of it. <laughs> uh, that got the Miz and Morrison Prima Epico unification match kicked off of WrestleMania 25 and booted to the pre-show because Kid Rock was like, no, I want to have a whole concert. Hmm. I don't like concerts at WrestleMania. Even if I like the song, I don't like it. I don't like when they're completely irrelevant. Like, um, last year, they did a Flow Rider and someone did a thing, and I was uh, like, why? The show is completely overrun as it is. Is it Machine Gun Kelly, I think? No, 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 that was 28. Uh, so they all blur in together, too. That's the thing. Like, if you can play somebody on their way to the ring the way that, like, Aleister Black's theme was, or that one takeover, I don't like that song but that at least they're playing his song you know they're not taking up a bunch of extra time or when uh what were they called um living color did uh cm punk's theme like that was that's cool awesome. you know not just kind of like here's my new song and i'm in pop culture so wwe wants to get some kind of press from me and the thing is he's not when do you hear about kid rock in pop culture uh, I, I pay no attention to pop culture anymore. I've put my finger off the pulse when it comes to that because I just cannot stand all this Kim Kardashian type shit. And I've, I actually, when I found out the Kid Rock persona and the character is actually a bit of a ruse and he grew up as a well-mannered, you know, kind of silver spoon person, I kind of lost whatever interest I had in him because of that. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's, apparently he's well-to-do and has been from, like, young age. Huh. Yeah, another reason not to necessarily care. <laughs> um, Real quick, I know we don't want to talk about Mania too much, but does he play American Badass to the ring? He fucking better not. I'm going to be so <laughs> pissed off if Undertaker comes out to that. That's going to ruin everything to me. I already got enough things that are bugging me about this WrestleMania. If Undertaker comes out with the whole American Badass thing, then uh, fuck you. <laughs> like that kind of thing. I'm, I'm going to say two things leading towards the maybe in that direction. One, Taker left the dead man gimmick in the ring at WrestleMania, and then he did that quick little they can all rest in peace promo at WrestleMania 5. And then, if you think of that, 
Cena was kind of calling him out as a man and not mm. a dead man. So maybe we ride on a bike and we kick John Cena's ass like it's 2003. I don't know. It makes me nervous about it because <laughs> I don't want it to see that happen. But it there is a, there's a good chance. I do hope we get Kid Rock as a playable character in the next video game. <laughs> Well, we can finally have that music battle royal where Kid Rock and Flo Rida and Heath Slater and Machine Gun Kelly and... Uh, you, you just said that and you know exactly what's going to happen, right? What, Elias wins? Uh, Elias is going to fuck with Kid Rock at WrestleMania. Definitely a possibility. Something to to keep in mind. Another thing for WrestleMania, though, and this is another one we're going to put a pin in as far as, like pure discussion of like who can win and stuff like that though but they did announce tonight there is a fabulous moolah memorial battle royal happening this year and assumingly every year in the future which which uh, i know a lot of people are gonna hate this but yeah it sucks they have designated the clusterfuck girls match which means that they have more incentive now to not even book the women in a prominent role because Sasha and Bailey, who should be in the Raw Women's title match, I don't care how many times we've seen them go one-on-one, they're that good. They're now going to be relegated to the fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal. And I swear, Peter, this is a job for you. Go back in the old episodes. I know I called this, or I made the joke, maybe I made it to you in private, Tony, but I know I said, what are they going to do? A a Moolah Memorial Mm -hmm. Like that's that's been fuck? hanging around the rumor mill of people going like, what if they do that this year? Because it's one of the only matches that's like a gimmick thing that the women haven't done yet. And I was really hoping that this would be a scenario where they would just kind of go like, look, we don't have the time for it because I don't see anything really all that great about this. I can see two positives, really. And that's mostly it does get more women on the card and you could technically say, well, you know, equality is equality, fair is fair. But they haven't announced an Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And on top of that, where the fuck do you have the time? Do you think they just swap out the, the guys' battle royal for the girls' battle royal? They'd better not. If they do that, that's bullshit. First off, because why should the women get a battle royal and not the men? Same as what you would argue, why should the men and not the women? Fair is fair. Also, though, the Andre the Giant thing, was it three days afterward, is going yeah. to be this big HBO the special HBO about thing. it? So, yeah, they got to do the Andre. That would be the stupidest idea that they can do. And there are plenty of people, and I, I know that this is going to sound controversial, but there are plenty of people on the main roster right now that are bigger deals in the men's division that aren't booked at WrestleMania yet than the women that aren't booked at WrestleMania yet. Is anybody really going to give a shit if Dana Brooke doesn't wrestle or if, say, I don't know, like, um, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that Alicia isn't going to be healthy in the time, but like, yeah, like an Alicia Fox or would anybody have made a big fuss if Naomi didn't? And it ended up being Naomi, maybe Becky Lynch. Now, I like Naomi. I like Becky Lynch. They're two of the ones that I think are actually, like, really good in the ring and stuff. And, I, you know, same with Natalia and whatever. But not everybody can get on the card. And when you get, like, the Battle Royals, it makes sure everybody's on the card, which is good. 
but it's also a scenario where that means we could have maybe gotten one or two other matches that they're not going to be able to do now. And if you look at the possible scenarios we got, we got Universal Championship, Brock versus Roman. That's set in the stone now. Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles, WWE Championship. That's set in stone. Asuka versus Charlotte. That's set in stone. I'm assuming Alicia Fox, not Alicia Fox, uh, Alexa Bliss gets steamrolled by Nia Jax. And I'm thinking that's under five minutes. Which, it's not the worst thing in the world. It is the biggest woman on the roster versus the smallest woman. That can be kind of fun and realistic and stuff. Okay. I better not hear any complaints if that happens that like, oh, you know, one of the women's matches was the shortest match of the night. Well, that's because we had fucking Kane versus Chava one year and it was 13 seconds. Like, and that that's kind of because thing. Charlotte and Asuka are going to get a good half an hour. Yeah, they're going to get a lot more time. You've got the fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. That's so at least stupid. 20 minutes, I'm assuming. You've got the United States Championship match, which is probably going to be a triple threat. You've got a triple threat for the Intercontinental Championship. You've got the Raw Tag Team Championship, which could be the bar against Braun Strowman, or they can change it, whatever the case may be like that. If they change it, then that means you need something else for Braun Strowman to do. If they don't change it, that means all the other tag teams need to be in an Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, because that's really shitty if you don't have any of those guys on the card at all, especially like the Valor Club. So that means an Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. We're at nine already. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship, that's 10. The Cruiserweight Championship, that's 11. John Cena versus Undertaker, so that's 12. The Shane McMahon match, that's 13. The Triple H Ronda Rousey one, that's 14. I don't even know at this point if I'm forgetting anything. There's Uh, so many matches on the card. Hold on, let me see. There's a... Oh, uh, we we don't know what's going on with Matt Hardy. Oh yeah, and so, we got Kid Rock's concert. We got the Kid Rock concert thing. We got something potentially with Elias. Maybe that's the Kid Rock thing. Maybe it isn't. But we're looking at fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty segments. Eventually, we don't have time for twenty segments on this goddamn show. Especially when you got factor in video packages. You know, everybody wants to get their shit in with the fancy entrance because it's mania. Um, yeah. The Moolah Memorial Battle Royal. I'm not, let me clarify. I'm not upset because the girls have another unique match. I was a proponent of the Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal from 25. I thought that should have been a tradition because that's a title for the women to win and hold on to. I'm just not a fan that they have now given themselves an easy out every year for let's just throw everybody on the card and we don't even have to book these women incredible matches. I don't like that, but I do like the idea that they're trying to be fair. And I do like the idea that they could use this as something where, see, here's the other thing too. If the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is on the pre-show, it kind of makes you assume the Fabulous Moolah one should be. Yes. You can't do two Battle Royals in a pre-show and not make it feel like you're doing the same thing. If you do one on the main show, how much you want to bet they do the Fabulous Moolah one? 
and um, Andre the Giant won't get screwed. That's a safe bet because they're more concerned about history. It's history, mm-hmm. Tony. It's all it's all about history. And that's stupid to me. And that's one of those things where I know somebody's going to listen to this and they're going to be like, you're sexist and blah, blah, blah. It's not a matter of me trying to hold any kind of thing down when it comes to the women's division. I would be perfectly fine in that scenario if this was something that they, when they first did the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, if they would have said, look, we're going to have two battle royals at WrestleMania every year. It's going to be a men's one and a women's one. I would have said two battle royals are too much. Just right off the bat, just two battle royals are too much for WrestleMania. Why not do something different instead of a battle royal? Why not do, you, you couldn't technically do this, but like the scramble match where it's like, that's kind of something different. And again, not every single person needs to be on the card. It applies to the men too. I really don't, for the most part, like the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> so I'm already working it against the negative when it comes to that. Because the Andre Battle Royal hasn't meant a damn thing. And even though it's kind of good to know that somebody like a Titus O'Neil gets on the card, it's like, well, nobody gives a shit and it's on the pre-show. Uh, Baron Corbin wins. He doesn't do anything with it. Mojo Rawley wins. He doesn't do anything with it. Cesaro wins. He doesn't do anything with it. So we're on a uh, big show, the same kind of thing. Nothing comes out of it. We've gotten four winners, and none of them have amounted to shit from that match. And it's always been on the pre-show. It's like everybody refers to it as the creative has nothing for you match. So really, like, do you really want to do that for the women too, you know? Yeah, which, again, I don't know if you can call a sexist. I... If you read what I write for this website, I pitched Charlotte versus Sasha as the first female main event of WrestleMania this year. And, you know, I, I stick by it. I think that'd be a great match. I'm a fan of people being used in proper positions. And I think this constant get everybody on the card booking hurts these shows in the long run. It does. And that applies for a a bunch of different matches like that, too, where I don't want to see that nine-man, ladder-man, intercontinental title-type match or something. like Ladder-man? That ladder-man? Did I say the ladder-man? Yeah. (laughs) The nine-man ladder-man. Maybe I didn't want to see that. Some guy made out of ladders. Like, he's just like, each one of his appendages is a ladder. That'd be kind of fun. (laughs) Just see people climbing up them. Oh, Wondering what they need to grab. What, uh... What a character he'd be for a wrestling match. Now imagine a ladder man going up the ladder for a ladder match. Oh, that'd be that's so meta. <laughs> Every match is partially a TLC match because he's in it. <laughs> ladder man. Ladder man. I like him. The worst superhero in history. Uh, yeah, I don't like the like when people are talking about what can they do with the United States title. I think the triple threat is already kind of a little bit overkill and I don't want to see Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler and Mojo Raleigh and Ty Dillinger and Sin Cara and Chad Gable and whatever in the mix too because that's just how many matches do we need where there's 20 people involved so the fabulous Moolah thing I am either going to look at that and go oh it's good enough that they got the women on the card and I hope it doesn't crap out the amount of time if they don't have the Andre one I'm going to be pissed yeah me too um, I know the only thing that we have left scheduled 
to cover is the photo shoot on the network with Jim Cornette. But I'm going to jump in here with a few things that I just saw and caught my eye. Before you do that, I wanted to bring up one more thing about Fabulous Moolah. A lot of people already jumping on this going, we shouldn't have Fabulous Moolah be the one that is memorialized. Talking about her past with like kind of degrading women and everything like that. Yeah, I'm the one of the people that said it. Like, if we're going to live in a time where we're going to hold the past accountable for what we do today, you know, Mula was not only was she a hard ass and like one of the most legit tough women, which is the image they're going to try to portray, but she also, you know, kind of did some shady things to these young girls that she had coming through the industry, you know, and maybe that isn't the best person to celebrate. I get you're trying to have someone as old as Andre. Why don't you do the sensational Sherry memorial Mm. at a Royal? Maybe out like, you know, why don't you do the Miss Elizabeth? Uh, you know, like, maybe not that, Elizabeth. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> you know, maybe not Elizabeth because she was, you know, known as arm candy. Do, do the, you know. I mentioned I mean, it before. Do the Miss WrestleMania. Yeah. but then, call it that. No, no, because that sounds too, that's too beauty pageanty. And these women are, are fighters. They're warriors with ovaries. And they're, they're <laughs> god imagine if somebody cut that kind of a promo it would end up being like the immediate firing (laughs) i I kind of now that you brought it up like miss wrestlemania does sound a little bit like a beauty pageant thing so like yeah i get it uh you know i i see i looked at it i feel innocent enough that i looked at it as the equivalent to Shawn michaels saying he's mr wrestlemania i didn't even think about a beauty pageant thing yeah, I, I did. I would have too, but I just I wanted to get it out there, you know. Yeah, but somebody yeah. would have complained. Yeah, just any anything. Do the uh, fuck it. I know she's alive. It doesn't have to be a memorial. Do the Trish Stratus Invitational. Yeah, something like that. You know, the Medusa. Medusa is awesome. Do the Medusa Invitational Battle Royal. Well, they would have called it the Alundra Blaze because yeah. they act like Medusa is not a thing. Um, do, do the China Memorial Battle Royal. Oh, that's not happening. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Or shit, just the Women's Battle Royal. You don't need a name. No, because the men have the and- Andre Memorial. I wonder if they're going to have, like, a picture of Mula. I don't I've never seen, like, a candid photo of Mula good enough to put on a statue. But I wonder what the statue is going to look like. Oh, they already uh, showed what the statue looks yeah. like. See, guys, I didn't watch Raw. I'm sorry. What does the statue look like, Cody? Awkward. <laughs> See, uh, I, I, will, I was right. <laughs> I'll, I'll show it to you on uh, our Skype chat right here. Here you go. All right, let's look at it. It's um, not flattering. It, it kind of looks like a cross between the Dusty Roads. And, uh, uh, I don't know, like, kind of like if Dusty Rhodes had Bret Hart's hair. It it does look weird. It looks like, it looks like it could be, like, Wendy Richter, or it could be any woman from that era. By the way, why isn't this the Wendy Richter 
memorial. Uh, she died? No, she died. So the Wendy Richter Invitational. Um, <laughs> it's Invitational until they die, then it's the memorial. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, last night at Fastlane, someone had a sign that said, we still love Leilani Kai. Why isn't this the Leilani Kai Invitational? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. This doesn't sit well with me right now. And it's not because, like you said, it's not because I'm against the the women's division getting their equal fare. I have written God knows how many articles about, like, why don't we have a women's Royal Rumble and, like, different things like that. We we need a women's Elimination Chamber match, like, all that. So, fuck you if you think the other way. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, guys, we're know. not crapping on the women's division. I want to say it again. We're, right. We're, we're having a little bit of fun here, but we do want to see these women in prominent roles, and that's the exact reason why we yeah. don't like this idea. It's more of crapping on WWE than it is on the women's division. It's like, you couldn't have thought of something better than this, you know? And it's not the worst thing in the world, too. That's the other thing. Is like, this isn't necessarily 100% a bad thing. It's not like they decided that they were going to call this, like, the uh, Jimmy Snuka's Dead Girlfriend Memorial what? Award what? or something like that, where it would have been like, oh, fuck, that's brutal, you know, like that kind of a thing. Jesus. <laughs> or if they would have had, like, we're we're not going to have uh, any of the well, um, any well, of like the the raw uh, ch- raw women's championship isn't going to be on the card, but we're going to do this instead. Where it would be like, what you're ignoring the raw women's championship? Like it's they've all they've done so far is added this match, and I actually, in a certain regard, I actually kind of like this a little bit better than to give Sasha and Bailey their own singles match. Because I've seen it before. I kind of don't think that would be anything special. But if one of them wins the Memorial Battle Royal, okay, it's something along on the line for it, you know. I just kind of don't feel that same, like, wow, this is great, as what they want me to. That's kind of the difference. Um, yeah, I, I'll have more to say when we do the predictions, because I was about to throw out a prediction. But Well, I, toss one out real quick, because we could just... You know, uh, we don't know who's going to be part of it at all right now. I'm I, thinking Sasha wins. I, I was going with Sasha because she's the boss. Mula was all about the Mula. Like that, that thought popped into my head. They could run with that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. If not her, then Bailey. It, it'll come down to her and Bailey. It won't be Bailey. Probably not. <laughs> Unless, you know, it ends up being something where they want to use this as a projectile for Ember Moon or something like that. But again, we'll talk about that more when we get to uh, actually some more information. Although and they and might also not give us any information. Like, And if we were going with the projectile, my guess would have been Lacey Evans. Because I like her style and she would fit this mm-hmm. memorial. So the final uh, thing that we got to talk about is that WWE photo shoot episode with Jim Cornette. That is the most recent thing. And um see it. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. Let me just say if you, if you have any means of subscribing to podcast, subscribe to the Jim Cornette experience, subscribe to Jim Cornette's drive through on the MLW radio network. Watch anything this man does. Go buy his kayfabe commentaries, DVDs, Watch, oh, they're fucking funny. Watch anything, listen to anything that Jim Cornette is involved with. 
He has a mind for the business. And yes, he shits on the Bullet Club, but he doesn't do it because he doesn't like their athleticism. He just does it because he just doesn't see a point in constantly doing high spots. But Jim Cornette, as a, as a mind, is fantastic. As a comedic presence... <laughs> He's fucking amazing with that. ...is um, amazing. He delivered a line... I, I wrote down two lines from the photo shoot that I liked specifically. I wonder, well, I'm curious if it's one of those. I might be. It was uh, the two that I wrote down were actually in reference to the same person. He said, "If it were raining soup, yeah. he'd be out in the yard with a fork." <laughs> that was it. That was, that was it. That one and the other one that I liked was, "I couldn't warm up to him if we were cremated together." <laughs> and that was in reference to Jim Hurd, the president of WCW. When they first got bought out by Ted Turner, and my God, I those are some fucking lines. Laughing. If it was real, he'd be caught with a fork, standing out in the yard. Like what the fuck? That's he's so good. He's so good. I I want to be that witty and that sarcastic. I love Jim Cornette. Well, do watch anything, listen to anything he does. I can't say it enough. He is one of those guys that he's got a mind like a steel trap. And when you get him in something like that where he can just talk, I was sitting there going, fuck, man, I I hope that they show him a Vince Russo pick. And he just <laughs> brushed it right off. It's just yeah, like, you don't have the time. You don't, I can't curse. Like that kind of thing. No, no, no. Like not right now. He did really well with that. Um, I also like, what he had to say about, you know, doing commentary with Vince. He's like, I, I liked being able to, you know, needle Vince. And they showed him and Lawler delivering one-liners with Vince in the middle. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What am I going to do with these two? It's just Jim Cornette, to me, is just good times in pro wrestling. He and- really is one of those characters that's so over the top and fun and he'll admit it himself that he's an asshole so it's fun that you can watch somebody do that kind of stuff where he just kind of he doesn't give a shit and that's kind of freeing i guess (laughs) yeah he's he's just so fucking good and above all else he loves pro wrestling like he would literally do anything for the industry including dropping himself off the scaffold because you know if you're gonna injure yourself or possibly die make sure you're doing it on a big show (laughs) Uh, it's one of those things where i think that this is definitely one of the photo shoots that people should check out probably one of the only (laughs) yeah that's true um all right before we wrap up just because i'm scouring the web and i see this here i know you don't like them cm punk confirmed for June 9th, UFC 225. Fuck him. Hope he loses. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's in Chicago. So there's that. And fuck him. Hope he loses. Yeah. You know, he complains a lot. <laughs> I, 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 I know I say that knowing that loses. I have multiple outlets where I complain, but. <laughs> I don't hope he loses. I, I, if he's going to lose, I hope it's a little more competitive. You know, uh, just kudos to him for doing something that he's always wanted to do, you know? I hope I see him in the WWE ring again, or 
any ring again, but you know, whatever. Kudos to CM Punk. And then there's this. Lucha Underground suing Pro Wrestling Sheet for spoilers. Any thoughts on that? I think it's bullshit. I think that when you've got a TV show or a movie or anything else like that, you run the risk of spoilers. And that's just how it goes. Reporters do their kind of jobs and stuff. They have no contract with them to be like, okay, well, we're not going to do anything. You can sue your employee for leaking spoilers, but you can't sue a news outlet for reporting on something that you're doing. Kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could see I could see suing if you were purposely putting out fake spoilers to try to damage a company cuz then that's kind of like slander libel kind of stuff. But if they're just saying like hey these are the things that happened, well shit, we have people that put drones out there to film movie sets to try to get a sneak peek of uh Doctor Strange's wardrobe and shit like you know, it's uh, journalism. <laughs> you know, and I understand why Lucha Underground might go this route because they're more of a television series and not as kind of free roam as WWE or TNA. But, you know, I don't think they have much merit. No, I don't think so. And I think that this is one of those cases where they probably just did that because they were pissed, and it's like, we want to make a statement to try to stop people. And they, I can't imagine them winning. And then, I guess lastly here, WWE had announced that Ronda was going to appear on every episode of Raw, yeah. and, and then deleted said article. The very next week, she doesn't appear. The yeah. very next week. And then they start to show off with a whole thing about some people have special treatment. And it's like, yep. <laughs> it's uh, it's not looking good for Ronda Rousey. She sucks in the ring. She sucks on the mic. She doesn't know her presence yet. And she also is already not making appearances. Not a fan. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. <laughs> um, I, I guess that's it. Yeah, there you go, everybody. Those are the hot tags for the week, at least as far as Monday, well, Tuesday morning, technically, right now. Bro, it's 2 a.m. Yep. And uh, if you have not already put your opinions out there on these different things, drop them in the comments section below on YouTube or on whatever else platform you're listening to this and stuff. Hopefully not other than YouTube, because then you got it on, like, a stolen platform. And, um, oh, well, there's iTunes. Never mind. Yeah, I was going to say, you do have a podcast. Yeah, that Tony Mago steals from me all the time. Um, but yeah, the leave your comments, tell us what you thought about the, all these kind of stuff like that. Make sure you hit that subscribe button as well, ah, that subscribe button as well, uh, on YouTube. And you will be able to be aware of like the next things that are going to be coming up. If you ring the bell for notifications, the next thing is going to actually be my fantasy booking for WrestleMania 34. If I fucking get a chance to do it, because I have been so swamped with work and the way that this week went down with raw, it just became like, Hey, here's like another eight things to change. And I'm like, God damn it. So I don't know uh, if that's going to be more thought out than what I had originally written down in my notes or what, but we'll see what we uh, got going on. And that's either going to be coming up sometime Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, depending on 
when I get a chance to do it. But that is for this week. Next week is going to be the mailbag. So right now, everybody should start thinking about their questions and sending them in because really we only have like SmackDown and NXT and the next Raw and SmackDown before we'll get to those questions. So there's no pay-per-view that it's like, what do you think is going to happen, whatever. But I will mention to everybody, try to keep the uh, WrestleMania question. Uh, <clears throat> sorry about that. Try to keep the WrestleMania questions from being like, do you think that so-and-so is going to win at WrestleMania? We're not going to answer it. We're going to talk about it on the predictions. Talk about some other stuff, you know. What do you think about uh, Braun Strowman's hairstyle or whatever the fuck? Like, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, ask us some more questions about food. Like, yeah, <laughs> a lot know, of food questions are good. You know, make it real easy for us. Ask about dreams. You know. Oh yeah, wasn't that something we were supposed to address or something? Uh, yeah, I actually have it all written down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like fun stuff like that, uh, and any other like other kind of wrestling stuff. But start thinking about those and start setting them in, so we got a little bit of time that we can start figuring out our answers too. And that will be next week. The week after that's going to be wrestling with the past. All our discussion about our memories of the Hall of Famers for this year, and then we're getting into WrestleMania stuff. And there's going to be that week is oh god, I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, Mix match challenge and takeover and WrestleMania, where I think I have to cram something like twenty-seven articles in that span. So, and I will say, yeah. last time we did a takeover and prediction it's for a pay-per-view show, it was a four-hour recording, and mm-hmm. this is and this is Mania, so I'm expecting eight. Like, yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot. <laughs> So you got that coming your way. As I mentioned before, subscribe and you will be aware of when that stuff happens. You could also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Smart Out Moment. And you could also follow Robert over there on Twitter at Dude Felice. And you can follow Tony at Tony Mango. If you don't know, that's toe like your big toe. Knee like, you know, knee like that you hit people with. <laughs> man, like Tony is a man. And go like we gotta go because it's a quarter after two in the morning. <laughs> we're tired. I'll put it this way: you're gonna go. I'm gonna work for the next like ten hours. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't sleep. Yeah. That's good enough. But we will see you when we see you, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we are being counted out.